and welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. But once every cycle, once every book cycle, <laughs> we become filmsmen, moviesmen. Yeah. yeah, it's not quite in sync with a menstrual cycle. No, that's why I had to I had to uh, clarify. I'm in a book cycle. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. I didn't want people to get uh, confused about that. I didn't want. I didn't want people to start syncing their menstrual cycles to our uh, movie podcast, and then trying to use the rhythm method to not get pregnant, and then they get pregnant, and we get stuck with the bill. We get stuck with the baby. <laughs> they say, "Look, it was a movie week. I thought I was good." Yeah. I mean, we are, we're doctors, mm-hmm. but we're not good doctors. Hey, we're not your doctors. Yeah. I mean, maybe some of our patients are our listeners to the show. <laughs> I would like to, uh, maybe once uh, COVID's over, uh, go down to one of those uh, Caribbean uh, medical schools where you can get a, a your uh, medical degree in like, you know, six months or something. I don't I don't I don't think you even have the attention span to do that. <laughs> yeah, but I can I can grease the right palms. That's what uh that's what the, those schools are all about. Just And what just, would you do with that degree? I would constantly just bring up that I'm a doctor to people. <laughs> we I went, we went to high school with some people that did that. Oh, really? I think so. Huh. It's weird just because, like, I feel like at least in America, um, I don't know, you can become, like, a nurse or a physician's assistant, like, if you don't want to go to medical, like, seven years of medical school and, and accrue, you know, seven figures of debt. Like, there are other options. Um, right. But I guess, yeah, I guess there are some people that are like, nah, I'd rather have, like, a dubious... <laughs> medical degree but i always think about like uh like i watched this um uh documentary recently on netflix uh the night stalker about the night stalker Mm -hmm. and um they talk about they talk about a lot of times where they like almost caught him and then like screwed up the dumbest details and one of which was they figured out they didn't know his name yet but they figured out that he went to um he had gone to this particular dentist i think maybe they even like like got this from his like uh teeth marks or something where somebody was like oh this guy like had um uh has like an abscess or something uh, they, they, no, I forget how it was, but they like found out he went to the dentist. They found out why he was there and they were like, oh, this guy's going to be back because he's, he's in pain and they did not fix this issue. So they had cops sitting there like under the co- dentist's office. Yeah. Undercover in the waiting room for a while. And Reading then the highlights magazine. Yeah. And then they, uh. You know, eventually we're like, ah, like he's not coming back or whatever. Or like, you know, we, we, we don't have the budget to keep doing this. So we'll just install one of those like uh, emergency buttons like they have at the bank. 
and we'll just put that under the desk and we'll tell them, hey, when the when the Night Stalker comes back, go ahead and press this button, this big button under the desk that says the Night Stalker's here, and uh, we'll come and we'll arrest them. And uh, I guess like uh, two days later, they get a call from the dentist. He's like, where the hell were you? We were pressing the button like crazy and you guys didn't come. The button, was, it didn't work. They, they like didn't did test Did they test it. the button? I don't know what they did, but it, it, it sounds they like, yeah, at least in the documentary, like quickly glossed over it when I'm sure that it was like one person's colossal screw up. Um, and it's not like, it's not just like, oh, and he got away. It was, oh, he got away and killed like a dozen more people after that. <laughs> so it was bad. It was a bad screw up. You know what meme that could be a good, uh, candidate for? Oh, you had one job. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I mean, technically the dentist had who's... two jobs. It was be a dentist and help us catch the night stalker. Yeah. No, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't blame the dentist. I blame the uh, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, the button, the button installer. Yeah. Although, I mean, I don't know how big this office was, but I feel like a button is kind of over over engineering the problem. Where they could have been like, "Hey, have your receptionist call the detective and say like, hi." Mr. So-and-so, I'm just calling to confirm your appointment for right now. <laughs> right. Something like that. Like, oh, are you running late for your appointment? Because we might have to bump you. Something like that. Like, don't and don't install got, a button and everything. Yeah, you got to think the Night Stalker, if it was that big of a dental issue, it wasn't going to be something that, like, they could fix him up in, like, 10 minutes. And it was like, like I feel like... After like fifteen minutes and nobody was showing up, the receptionist should have been like, "You know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna check on this." Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, gonna step out for a moment. Yeah, yeah, because the night stalker is not thinking like a oh, high risk going to the dentist. They might call and say, "Hey, guess what? The night stalker's here." Yeah, and you you know what? I do blame the dentist. Why didn't the <laughs> dentist uh, murder the night stalker in the chair? <laughs> Sure, or at least like inject them so full of Novocaine, like do the whole like uh, do the old accidental Novocaine in the leg routine. So then he couldn't get up. Yeah, or just give him so much laughing gas that uh, he's uh, he dies, like in a little shop of horrors. Yeah, well, I guess you know there is uh, uh, innocent until proven guilty and stuff, and, and they didn't know a hundred percent this is not when it comes to murder. That's true. Uh, they didn't know 100% it was the Night Stalker. Uh, but, but it they, was. they were it like, out to be the yeah, guy, it was right? the Night Stalker. And I mean, they were pretty sure. And honestly, they were sure enough that it seemed to me, at least, I would not, if I were the, the chief of police, I would not care about the budget. I would say we need a police person at this dentist's office 24 hours, not, tw- not even 24 hours, just while they're open. Just just working hours, yeah. But I was thinking about, uh, it did make me think, of, and they showed a picture of this place, and like, oh, it looked like such a shithole. And it just made me think about, like, what kind of dentist winds up 
uh, in like the seventies having like a walk-in dental clinic that the night stalker comes to like, how do you go to like, you know, however many years of dentistry school and stuff, but then like screw up enough in your business or whatever. That's like, oh, I got to run. It's got to run this walk-in clinic for the night stalker. I mean, maybe he was just a bad dentist. Yeah, I guess that's what it is, right? Like, like you know, just nobody would hire him probably because the, he did such bad work. Like, good enough work to graduate, but not good enough work that anybody would, if anybody had the money that they would pay. I don't understand how somebody's, how they figure out, like, what guy, what, what uh, uh, people are good doctors and what people are good dentists and stuff yeah i don't know there's probably ways of knowing (laughs) how good they are at doing the things that they do in their jobs every day yeah but i guess like if you pay a lot for one of those things then it's just assume they're good at it yeah i mean people get like referrals and stuff they ask friends and family yeah i guess i know i don't really understand referrals either i talked on this show about the time uh I was in a in a doctor's office getting a physical, and this guy came in because he forgot the name of the urologist that was referred to him, and uh, the receptionist made him say that in front of everyone because he was real embarrassed. It's like, uh, you referred me to a doctor? They're like, what kind of doctor? It was a special type of doctor? He, he was I a mean, specialist? Who cares? Urologist. Who cares? Well, I pants the guy right after he said it. I said, let's see that wiener. And I pulled that, yanked down his pants. <laughs> I said, it's me, Dr. Reynolds. Um, yeah, I forget what I was going to say. Uh, it was something. No, I, I agree with you. Like, it, yeah, who cares? It was that the guy was like so reluctant to say it. That was the only reason I even noticed it. If a guy came in and said, oh, I was uh, referred to a urologist and I... Uh, didn't catch the name. Could you find out that name? But he was, you know, so shy about it. Well, you know, you should. I mean, no matter what he was asking, I think they should grant him as much privacy as he needs. It's, yeah, but it's, who knows? Uh, Maybe he needs to see a urologist because his penis was too big. And we shouldn't have sympathy for him in that case? No, but I'm just saying, like, he seemed embarrassed. And maybe it was something that, you know, he shouldn't be embarrassed about. What do you think people go to a urologist for, Tom? When their wiener's too small. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tom, uh, I finished reading the book Grinding It Out by Ray mm-hmm. Kroc. Yeah. They made a movie about it called The Founder, mm-hmm. based on the book, starring yes. Michael Keaton. You opted not to watch that movie. Well, I've already seen it. Yeah, but so what? Do you, can you would you be able to talk at length about it right now? No, but I will say this that I think Michael Keaton is phenomenal casting for Ray Kroc. Yeah. Like I it agree. seems like he really has that kind of the right degree of that like maniacal energy behind his eyes <laughs> and like so, like, a guy that you're like, oh, I shouldn't be scared of this guy, but I am scared of this guy. Imagine what other insights you would have about 
that movie, which would be relevant to the book and, and the show here, if you had, you know, watched a movie that you haven't seen for probably three years. Yeah. Um, and then we talked about it, which is well, the premise maybe, of the maybe show. Maybe I'll watch it again this weekend. But if you're not going to talk about it on the show, mm-hmm. I don't think people care about the actual act of you watching the movie. No, I think people it's, do. They're people paying want for it. to people hear want you to know talk I'm, about the movie. I'm having a good time. Um, how do you Tom, feel? Do you, what? Do you find this show is a good time? Do you find it... Do you um, look forward to reading a book when it's when it's your book to read? Yeah. When it's your turn to read? I mean, not... Yes. I... There have been books that have been picked, and then I'm reading them. And once I'm in the act of reading them, I don't look forward to reading them because they're bad. But honestly, like the number of bad books we've had on this show are far outweighed by the number of good books. I don't like any of it. <laughs> Why not? Because it feels like homework when I'm doing it. It well, feels like you're, I'm not that's reading on it for you. pleasure. You're approaching it I know. with the wrong set of lenses. Well, I mean, me, I always keep in mind that this is, uh, you know, the material that people are paying for. So it's not mm-hmm. just like, I saw that movie. I'm not going to watch that movie. I'm going to watch some other movie. Um, I, or like, ah, I'm going to like half-ass read this book and not take notes or or. Yeah, something. I mean that. Yeah, that is a. It's a different. Tom, type. this is our job. This is our livelihood, and I, know. I wish you would just take it more seriously. Well, I do take it seriously. I was going to say it is a different type of reading because we have to take notes and stuff, and uh, or or else we don't. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> both of us have. Ex- I think both of us have extremely poor reading comprehension. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially. I think that's especially true when I am reading on a deadline yeah i like whenever you watch movies and stuff and like somebody like says a quote from a book and then somebody else is like oh of course it's from this that never happens in real life right unless maybe assholes do it but yeah it happens on fraser a lot too but like i and maybe if it's a maybe in fraser if it's like a famous line from a classic book or whatever but I feel like sometimes I watch movies or TV shows and somebody's like, well, I wouldn't go down in the basement. And they're like, ah, of course, <laughs> you're quoting this book. And uh, I don't know. As soon as I'm done reading a book, I couldn't tell you any of the characters' names. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I've memorized a passage from a book one time that I thought was really uh, poignant. Mm-hmm. But I don't even remember what it was about. Yeah, and you read that Jordan Peterson book like 10 times, so I'm surprised that you can't remember it now. You were so adamant about reciting that passage about uh, personal responsibility. Jordan Peterson, a bad guy, though? Yes. Somebody asked, Tom, this Mm -hmm. is a good... good, um, Before we get into the movie... Hamburger, the motion picture, which has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the book we read. <laughs> no, it um, does. We'll get to somebody it. Somebody asked uh, why we were bagging on Elon Musk on uh, the Complete Guide to Everything last week. Oh, yeah. Somebody like maybe it was the same person like messaged me like, y- you don't like Elon? 
Yeah, he's a jerk off. I don't like him. <laughs> he's bad. He's uh, I don't know. He he's a grown man, like uh, being into memes and stuff, and it's just kind of pathetic. Um, uh, the like it's cool they built that car company. But apparently, like, Teslas are real shitty. Like, they're made just really poorly um, and, like, very hard to get serviced. Uh, but, I mean, I don't care about his car company. I just think he has real shitty views and opinions of things. Like, you know, he was trying to – he's anti-union. He's trying to have – he was trying to have his workers, like, break the vac- – you know, the uh, the COVID regulations to, to make more cars – uh, I don't know. He's just shitty. He's just, I don't he, like his personality. Yeah, I mean, that's mostly it. Like, I'm impressed with Tesla. I'm impressed with SpaceX. It's just his, yeah, his personality just is real bad. <laughs> it's just real annoying and grating. And, like, I, it's fine. I bet he he intends his his uh, his personality to be that way. Like, I don't think he would be offended by, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he has people shitting on him on Twitter all the time, but. I like it. Yeah, yeah. hey. Everybody can say their piece, but I think the bottom line speaks for itself. Yeah, I don't know. My he seems like a, if, if a 13-year-old, like, edgelord became the richest man in the world. That's Elon Musk. He, uh, he also, I mean, I don't know that much about all this, but, like. I've read a few things about how he, like, very Steve Jobsian, like, uh, takes credit for things that, like, he has no business taking credit for, including Tesla. He was not the founder of Tesla. He bought Tesla. Yeah. You know, but, like, he never mentions that. You never hear him talk about that. But I do think it's impressive that he built... uh, You never hear him talk about how he's a fraud. (laughs) I, I'm also very curious how uh, his hair grew back from from when he was uh, in his like late twenties and almost completely bald, and now he's got a full head of hair. <laughs> it's weird. Weird. Um, another thing, Tom. Before we get into <laughs> yes. you talking about hamburger, the motion picture, I just want to remind everybody uh, that we're trying something new, and by everybody, I mean you. Mm-hmm. That there will be a poll for the next book yes. going up. If not up now, mm-hmm. um, certainly within a day or two after this drops. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking we're going to go back to the classics. Back to the classics. Hey, as Weezer said, back to the shack. <laughs> right, as Weezer famously said. Um, so we'll go back to the classics. Well, you'll get that up. We'll announce it uh-huh. and the schedule Yes. On next week's episode of Books the Podcast, which will not be us covering a book. No, it'll be us doing a Q&A. Yeah, I, you know what? It won't even be an episode of Books the Podcast. We'll, we'll break the branding for that. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be similar. q and Volume 1. Like DGC Rarities number 1, Volume 1, <laughs> which was never followed by Volume 2. I'm sure we'll never do another one of these. Uh, and you just got a little taste of it when Tim asked me if I like uh, Elon Musk or not. Yeah, and judging by that, we will probably get through three of the 150 <laughs> questions that were submitted. Uh, Tim, this week I watched Hamburger the Motion Picture, 
It is a, I think it was made in 1986. It's, uh, I, I found conflicting information about whether or not this movie was ever released, but you say you saw it as a kid. I, I believe I saw it. Mm -hmm. Maybe Uh, it never got a theatrical release. I believe I saw it at, you know, when you go to a family friend's house yeah, and uh, there's like older kids that are like kind of dirt bags, like they didn't have <laughs> as much parental uh, guide and like family friends, like your parents were friends with them. And then you realize like, oh, they're probably friends in the way that like we're friends with some of those people that like we don't see all that often and right. we go over there. So if all of us had kids and like I could imagine how their kids would turn out too and it'd be like kind of trashy. Do you want to uh, go over the names of your friends who you think uh, their kids are going to wind up being scumbags <laughs> by the time they're I mean, 11 I don't think, years old? I don't think they'll, the most of these people will actually have kids and I think that's a generational thing. That Yeah, that's, that's actually very true. Millennials um, aren't having sex, Tim. That's what the headlines scream. Tom, let me ask you this, because this is the only thing I remember from whatever movie was being shown. Okay. Is there a scene where a man is under the table at a fast food restaurant? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I was shown that scene as like a we'll get into six-year-old it. or a seven-year-old. <laughs> oh, Jesus and, Christ. And that was not appropriate. No. Um, I was going to... So, uh, yeah. I, it... it now that I think about it, I saw somewhere that it said unreleased, but there are reviews of it from like the New York Times and like the LA Times and and stuff. So it definitely six year old Tim. <laughs> so it definitely did was, come out. It was just like I was confused, but I knew it was wrong and I shouldn't be watching it. Uh, it's incredibly hard to find. Uh, I had to download not only like a bootleg version of it a bootleg dvd of it that was like a you know like an iso file that i had to watch there was nothing else available uh which seems like it was, it was made- great that um you know people couldn't watch along with you not like <laughs> the founder which is streaming on three different <laughs> streaming services um it uh seemed like it came from a dvd version of this movie but this version had like um like burn marks in it, like the cigarette burns of like when to change reels over. Uh. So this was just like a direct like the one print of Hamburger the movie. They they took down to like you know the those places that used to exist that would you know convert your film to DVDs, <laughs> and then they released this in very small numbers. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit off, uh, you know, as, as I go through it, but like, Jesus Christ, this movie is incredibly offensive with racial and sexual and gender stereotypes, like slurs, like all kinds of bad shit. And like in the beginning, what were you laughing at? I'm reading some of the quotes from the uh, IMDb page. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> there's a lot of farting in this movie, huh? Tommy? Oh, uh, yeah, a ton of that. farting. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and look, 
you know, this is supposed to be, uh, it, it's basically like a police academy ripoff. Like police academy, I think came out like a year or two before. And they were like, we should do that. But for hamburger university, uh, Instead a of thing poli- that people, some people are vaguely aware of, <laughs> right? So the movie starts off with, and and I'll I'll send you this file, Tim, because I think uh, we should open uh, maybe this podcast with uh, with the song because there's a really cool song about hamburgers in the beginning, and just a real long montage of like hamburgers being cooked and people eating hamburgers like over the credits and it was great it made me in the mood for a hamburger nice. the after the titles are done three minutes and 15 seconds into the movie there's a shower scene so yeah. we're already uh you know right into it right into the what do they call these movies like meatballs and stuff sex comedies sex romps yeah sex romp uh, we're in a, a girl's shower room sh- and, you know, we're, we're panning across seeing all these women are showering in single stalls, but for some reason, none of them have closed the curtains. And, uh, we see, uh, uh, our protagonist having, uh, I guess maybe not necessarily having shower sex with a woman, but you know, they're, they're both naked in the shower making out. Right. Surely the idea was, you know, to eventually have sex and they get caught by somebody, which I'm like, well, it's like a they showed it's a busy shower room, a busy uh, uh, locker room. And you're busy shower room. (laughs) Well, like a lot of people are like brushing their teeth. All the showers are filled and you guys are showering without the the curtain closed. Yeah, of course somebody's going to notice. Hey, there's a man in here uh, having sex with a woman, and and you know scream. So that's what happens. Uh, we we then cut to the school psychologist's office, and we meet our protagonist, Russell Pro Russell Proco. Um, he is in the school psychologist's office. Um, is this uh, a high school? No, it's a college. Okay. <laughs> he's sent to the psychologist's office. He's got jeans on now, but still no shirt. And he's still like drying his hair, but it was urgent. He had to go to the school psychologist's office. Very cool. Um, the school psychologist's name is Victoria Gottbottom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't want to know anymore about this movie, Tom. <laughs> and he says... And she's like, you know, this is like a real big problem. And he says to her, I want to learn in college, but all I do is have sex. And basically, he's like a he he doesn't necessarily proclaim to be a sex addict. His thing is just that women just throw themselves at him. Oh, like Mahoney in uh, Police Academy. Yeah, where it's just kind of like, look, I do my best not to act this way, but at some point, I, you know, every man's got his breaking point, and I just have to have sex because we find out he's been thrown out of like a bunch of schools. And then she's like, well, uh, she starts writing him up, and she writes up, and she's yelling. She's not yelling, she's saying it out loud expelled lewd conduct. 
expelled nude conduct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then, Tim, wouldn't you know it, she she takes off her glasses and lets her hair down. And guess what? She's a babe, too. Wow. I never would have thought. Yeah, and then she uh, uh, unbuttons her shirt, and guess what? She has breasts. And uh, she starts having sex with him in the office right after she's, she's expelled him. Tom, why did you, why did you insist on watching this movie and then <laughs> I didn't talking know about it? It would be like this. But then, of all people, the dean walks. Did you in. watch this with your girlfriend? Oh God, yeah. So I watch this like during the day at my <laughs> desk. My girlfriend, you know, we, we're both, she lives with me. We're both working from home in like, you know, a pretty small home office. And she's like, <laughs> why didn't you watch it in the other room? I don't You know, and I do that for every other movie. I'm like, I watch it, you know, in my living room on, on the TV. But I think it was just because I was like, I got to watch this. I got to get this out. You know, I, I got to knock this out during the afternoon. So, like, I'm I'm just going to watch at my desk. That'll be easier. It'll be easier for me to take notes. She's on, like, conference calls and, like, <laughs> glancing over, <laughs> watching me watch, like, 80s softcore pornography. <laughs> well, uh... she does a real job. <laughs> um. So, anyway, the dean walks in. Of course, that doesn't go well. And uh, uh, Russell Proko goes, oh, my father's going to kill me. And then it cuts to his father just like aggressively strangling him (laughs) 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 on on the couch at their home. (laughs) Like really, like to the point where like I rewound it trying to watch like if this guy's not really strangling this man as hard as he can this is very good like stage fighting that 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 uh they're both taking part this in. this seems like such a low budget production that they didn't realize that they could like fake things like that <laughs> maybe um we find out that uh russell's grandfather has left him two hundred fifty thousand dollars in his will but only if he gets a university degree so the stakes are set for the movie here. Uh, uh, and then just happens that there's a commercial on TV about, uh, uh, I think it's called Bull Burger and, uh, right. and Hamburger University. Oh, and also, like, at this point, I find out, you know, Russell's been to, like, four or five different schools. So he's, like, 22. This guy looks like he's 35. He does not look like he's... <laughs> 22. I mean, he might have been that age for all I know, but I feel like in the 80s, people looked older. Yeah. Let me consult. Let's see if Hamburger, the motion picture, is listed. Yeah. Okay. We're talking uh, Lee McCloskey. Yes. Yeah, that's that's uh, Russell. He was he was 31 years old when they filmed Oh, this. okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Um uh, we he goes to a uh, a bull burger to like get an application. We see an old lady. Uh, she's ordering from a uh, pickle, like a you know, like a uh, uh, drive up, drive through window type thing. But you have to like talk into like it's like a pickle with a speaker in it. Did you find this in 
80s movies in particular, whenever there were fast food places, mm-hmm. they always had like fantastical like uh uh like all the all the fast food places near us when we were kids, mm-hmm. the drive was just like a little box with a speaker yeah. in it. Like, yeah. but in eighties movies, everything was branded <laughs> and weird. It's like that's not what fast food places were actually like. No, but it it'd was be like cool. It was like a big life size, not life size, like man size pickle, uh, anthropomorphic pickle. That it also seemed like it was like the it was like an artificial intelligence that handled this <laughs> and um i don't know she she says something like the pickle asks her some question and then she says fuck off pickle i don't like talking to machines and then he says like something mean to her back and she immediately dies <laughs> she dies from just the shock of having somebody say something bad to her uh inside russell's in line uh he gets up to the counter wouldn't you know it the cashier's a beautiful blonde babe wow and she's like uh you know trying to upsell him on getting this watch like you know they're, they're selling pickle watches or whatever but then uh, he gives, she just like gives it to him, like, hey, look. And then she's like, this way, um, you'll know what time it is when I call you for the time of day. And he's like, look, lady, I'm done having sex with ladies or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he like has to try and get her to back off. Um, and then he's picking up his order, and somebody comes up to the manager and they say, there's a dead woman in the drive through. And he says, well, cancel her order. Which I thought was pretty funny. That's not very funny, but I, I, I can see <laughs> In how this they were movie just like, standards, it's a joke. It was yeah. very funny. Um, and then actually, I was surprised the 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 uh, Russell asks he like sees the the sign about hiring. He's like, you know, is that sign true? You guys hiring? He's like, oh yeah. And then the uh, the the managers like, um, yeah, there are a lot of franchise opportunities. I'm actually uh, working right now. I'm going to get a loan from the corporation that will allow me to. They got into like some serious franchise talk where I was like, oh, somebody actually did a little bit of research about how this stuff works. And that was like the beginning of the end of it. <laughs> um so he signs up and ships off to hamburger university um and we see the motley crew of uh new recruits at hamburger university much like uh police academy right was hightower there hightower was not there but there were people from all walks of life um including this guy fred domino uh, who, oh, one, you will never guess who Fred, the actor who played Fred Domino, who he is the son of. Who, well, describe the character of Fred Domino to me. He's just kind of like a scumbag. He's like a sleazy, fast guy. Uh, Dean Martin. He is the son of Buddy Hackett. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not entirely clear on who Buddy Hackett is. He did the voice of Scuttle in The Little Mermaid. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, 
the first time we meet him, he's introducing himself to a nun who is in in full nun attire attending Hamburger University. <laughs> they love nun jokes in 80s movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he introduces himself by saying, Fred Domino, at your cervix. <laughs> to a nun. <laughs> to a nun of all people. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, and and then we get into like real, real racist shit. Where one of the other characters we meet, um, uh, she is a South American revolutionary from Guacamole, and she has yeah. she has a machine gun with her. She is holding a machine gun, <laughs> right? Um, and then there's a guy that I think they were trying to make this guy like he was supposed to be Prince, like an analog to Prince. Mm-hmm. But he came off more looking like a glam rocker. Um, but his name is uh, Magneto Jones, which is a pretty cool name. Yeah. And um, he is arrested by the security at Hamburg University, uh, abducted and forced into Hamburg U- University training because the Supreme Court said they don't have enough black owners. So they have uh, abducted a man and forced him. And he's supposed to be like a successful, like the whole time he's yelling, like, I have a show tonight. Like, don't you know who I am? I'm Magneto Jones. I'm a successful musician. Right. And then for the rest of the movie, he has handcuffs. He's handcuffed the entire movie. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want, okay. And then there's uh, uh, I didn't uh, I didn't catch this guy's name because he really doesn't have a character other than being uh, overweight. And somebody okay. says like, "Hey, like you can't run, you know, a, 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 a fast food burger shop. You'll eat everything." And he says, uh, no, it's fine. I have a device called the Fat Boy Pocket Shocker. And it is a, a device that electrocutes him that he uses when he wants to eat. It's not an automatic device. He has to like take it out, uh, attach it to his pinky, and then press the button. And then it shocks him in a real uh, crazy uh, fashion. Oh, I should have mentioned that they're lining up here. For their drill instructor, their drill sergeant, uh, because, of course, Hamburger University uh, would have a drill sergeant because that's what, you know, police academy had. <laughs> exactly. Did he say, but, move it, move it, move it? No, but the drill sergeant is played by NFL legend Dick Buckus. Yes. And I will you tell you quite this. quite a film and television career. And a funny, funny name. <laughs> I was going to say, too, that to give you an idea of, like, the level of performances here, uh, Dick Buckus acts circles around everybody else in this movie. He seems to be one of the most experienced actors in the film. Oh, absolutely. And, like, he's the only, like, believable person. Although I will say everybody in this movie 
doesn't seem like they understand they're in this bad of a movie. Like everybody's giving it the their all. Can I tell you uh, something, ex- Tom? What? Dick, Dick Butkus was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And especially, like, he was in My Two Dads. Remember that? Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised to see him in something this uh, low-brow, low-budget. Gremlins 2, Necessary Roughness. He's alive today. Yeah. He's in Hang Time. You know, he was he was a main character in that, that TV show. Um. Mm-hmm. His last acting credit is 2001. Wow. I know he's it's had a lot of... It's been 20 years uh, since he's been in anything. I think he's had a lot of health issues. Mm. You know, from, from being in football and, and then being old. Uh, but he explains to them as a drill sergeant that when they're in Hamburg University, which I believe is a 10-week course, which is why Russell was so uh, keen on it, uh, there is no drinking, no eating outside food, no drugs, and above all, no sex. Uh-oh. Um, and then, so here's where we get into the Ray Kroc of it, Tim. The founder shows up. His name is Lyman Vunk. Vunk? Vunk, V-U-N-K. And he has a, a real busty wife with him. And uh, he comes in, like, gives a little speech. And uh, uh, he seems very Ray Crockish. Like, he okay. was definitely based on the actual Ray Kroc. I'm um, surprised there aren't, there haven't been more characters in. Based on culture. Ray Kroc? Yeah. Because he was like a singular, specific type of asshole. And it, yeah. he was an asshole in such an interesting way. Yeah, I think probably because in fast food you have, uh, you know, Colonel Sanders and Dave Thomas. You have these larger than life personalities that were like very happy to be the face of the brand and being commercials and stuff. And Ray Kroc didn't do that. Yeah, no. And that's what's cool about like that's what's like not (laughs) to say that like. He would be a character that people would be like, "Oh, that's based on Ray Kroc," but just that, like, that, like, the average viewer would would recognize. But like that, you know, that's a good. He's just a good character. Yeah, yeah, because he wasn't interested in being famous. He just wanted to be yeah. successful. But he did want credit, right? But, yeah, it was very, it was very odd. He said he was yeah. an odd duck. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, he was in a position where if he was like, no, I want to start being in the commercials. I want to be the face of the company instead of this <laughs> clown. <laughs> and if anyone stopped him, he would have fired them and been like, well, their time came to an end. It was time for them to leave. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I mean, maybe it's a, a time, you know, uh, a, a product of the time. But are there any fast food places that can point to their like public facing founder as like, that's what people loved. Or was it just people grew to love them because they love the food? Like, you know, Dave Thomas by all accounts seems like he was a really good guy, but like, I don't know. Did it, did the commercials with Dave Thomas really do that much? I mean, Papa John, 
made everybody yeah. love that pizza. Well, that's what I'm saying. A great like, man. Similarly, great ingredients. Pa- Papa John, like I probably would have eaten more Papa John if a sweaty man on television wasn't always trying to sell it to me. Yeah. Did he ever get in trouble for like groping a young woman? <laughs> Is he accused of that? And you're asking, yeah. or yeah? Oh, I don't know. He was right. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he got yeah. in any kind of like legal trouble. No. Hmm. Um. So there's a big party that night for you know all the all the new recruits at Hamburg Tom, you're University. Telling this, you're telling this story in with way too much detail <laughs> well i'm skipping a few things <laughs> um uh we meet mia vunk who is okay. um the daughter of uh lyman vunk uh she is a professor there but guess what she's also pretty cute she's got a real uh sally field go- thing going for her played by deborah v- deborah blee yeah um, and this is this is her uh, her bio on IMDb. Deborah mm-hmm. Blee was a bubbly, buxom, and beautiful brunette actress who popped up in a handful of enjoyably lowbrow exploitation <laughs> features made throughout the early to mid nineteen eighties. See, and I find that interesting because, like, if she is buxom, that was not featured in the film. Like she okay. does, she is not scantily clad at any point during this movie. Like she's like the girl next door, like very attractive, very cute. But like, especially in this movie, where like I think she's maybe the only f- female character that doesn't appear nude except for like a g-string <laughs> bikini. Um. So uh, the 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 overweight guy, he's screaming at himself to not eat the hamburgers, but he wants to eat the hamburgers. So then he shocks himself, and he has like a very Chris Farley esque like p- series of Pratt falls while he's being shocked. He falls, he knocks somebody in the pool. Everybody falls in the pool. We find out that Mia Vunk is dating Dick Buckus. Mm. So obviously there's a real big conflict there if our protagonist likes him likes her. Exactly. Uh everybody falls in the pool, everybody jumps in the pool. Surprisingly, there's not like a big like, you know, wet t-shirt scene there. Everybody just kind of falls in the pool and has fun and jumps in the pool. It's not an it's excuse to just show more nudity. <laughs> Um, the next day we, uh, this is kind of like a montage. We're in the sec, the center for pickle research. And then we're, uh, we're watching an onionology class where everybody's crying. (laughs) That's good. That's a good joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, first time I've laughed during this film. (laughs) Uh, and there's a weird scene where like there, there's a lot of just like real real like beyond stupid jokes where it's like i don't even understand how this is supposed to have happened uh there's like a scene where everybody's uh in hospital scrubs and there's like a operating theater but the like professor's operating on a gigantic pickle and then the pickle dies but it's all right because the pickle inside of it had a bunch of baby pickles that he takes out. What are you talking about? 
I'm talking about a scene in this movie where it's like, why is this in here? Like, so far, this movie's ridiculous, but like somewhat grounded in reality. But then this happens where it's like, wait, is is everybody joking or in this reality are pickles alive and they give birth to other pickles? I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> it's very curious. Yeah, uh, they're in another class where they're learning. The Ray Kroc character is having them repeat after him, we reserve the right to serve assholes like you and then put those cookies back, motherfucker. Which is just kind of... Yeah, and just kind of apropos of nothing, why they're being like, why would they teach this at a... A, uh, you know, a training program. <laughs> mm. um, there's a pretty cool machine that Dick Buckus has them train on. Uh, that's kind of like a hamburger making machine. Um, okay. That like I was impressed with the production design with how they made this. Um, but the machine puts way too many uh, condiments on. Uh, and then he calls somebody ketchup crotch. Good. Which I thought was pretty funny too. Yeah, I like that. Uh, there's like this weird B story of just like a really weird nerdy guy uh, that's in the class, and he goes up to one of the professors, like on campus after class, and he's like, oh, "I read all your work in the New England Journal of Fried Foods." Ah. Uh, and he's like, all right. Uh, and he like takes this guy on as like his mentee, but he's really just experimenting with him, which we'll get to later. <laughs> um, you got to hurry up, man. Yeah. Uh, they're in another class called 10 Ways to Keep Old People from Hogging the Tables at Your Franchise. <laughs> <laughs> right? See that? I legitimately la- laughed yeah, that's at it. That's a good joke. Um, and then uh, uh, Fred Fred Domino <laughs> and uh, Russell Proko are in their dorm room. They have hamburger beds. Um, Fred Domino, for no reason, is just blowing up a blow-up doll, presumably to have sex with in front of his roommate. Uh, then yeah. he does like a really uh, horrifically offensive Chinese accent when he suggests they go to the Chinese restaurant. Mm. Um they go to the Chinese restaurant. They run into Mrs. Vunk, the the uh, buxom wife. And, I thought there uh, was no outside food during these 10 weeks. Well, that's what they say. And they're like, well, yeah, we got tired of eating that food, too. Yeah. So they, they're like, oh, join us. And it's uh, Mia Vunk, too. So they join them. But then who walks in but Dick Buckus? Mm. So they hide under the table. And they're under the table for all like 30 seconds before a Fred Domino starts performing cunnilingus on Mrs. Vunk. Now, this this was the scene that was presented to a six-year-old Tim. Yeah. Um, They like get under the table and he immediately says to Russell, like, she's not wearing any panties. And then starts uh, performing oral sex on her and then turns to him at one point and says, I love eating out. Because hmm. they were out to eat, see? Yeah, I get and, it. And then by now, Dick Buckus is sitting at the table, and he's like, and uh, uh, 
Mrs. Vunk is sweating. She's, you know, doing the whole uh, Meg Ryan having an orgasm at the table thing. And uh, Dick Buckus says something like, you're soaking wet, Mrs. Vunk. And she's like, you have no idea. You know, something like that. Uh, yeah. Um, they get the, the boys get caught because, uh, Mrs. Funk has an orgasm and pulls the, uh, the tablecloth off the table and it's a glass table. So Dip Buckus sees these guys. He, they're forced to stand in giant pickles and there are two buttons on the giant pickles. One says torture sauce and one says torture jingle. So they're just tortured to try and get them to leave the school. Uh, uh, we visit the B story with the professor and the weird guy. And, um, he's telling Lyman Vunk that he's given the man, uh, he's injected him. I thought he said this at first. I've injected him with 20 cc's of bird cum, (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't that it was bird dung, Uh. which is, you know, just as bad. Um, there's a, oh, and now he's like, you know, uh, cause they're testing out a new synthetic chicken wing and they're like using this guy as a test subject. And he's like, you know, clucking like a chicken down. So somehow turning this man into a chicken is seeing if the chicken they're making is safe to eat. I don't know. Um, on Sunday, there's a church on campus and, uh, the Ray Kroc character preaches there. <laughs> okay. But Which does is he all- just talk all about like uh like how hamburgers are the gods? Yeah, and stuff? yeah. Yeah. He doesn't talk about like Jesus or anything. Uh the uh uh racist South American character comes to uh, um uh uh Russell's uh dorm just intent on having sex with him. She's wearing nothing but uh a G like underwear. Um he uh to get her to stop uh pretends to be gay by uh adopting a, an offensive accent <laughs> um oh, yeah she spits at him and calls him a fruitcake and then leaves uh cool, so his, cool, his, cool. His, his gambit worked um Fred has met up with Mrs. Vunk to have sex with her and they go to have sex in the in the uh, old man Vunk's helicopter. They don't realize that their sex has turned the helicopter on until <laughs> until the helicopter starts taking off at what at which point Magneto Jones has uh, joined the helicopter for like no real reason either. Uh and the helicopter they fly around for a while. It's, I was actually pretty impressed considering how low budget it was that there is like a legit scene with like a helicopter doing like crazy shit low to the ground. Uh, and the helicopter eventually destroys Dick Buckus's car. Oh God. Dick Buckus is getting the, the, the the run did the deal here. A run. Yeah. Um, so they all pass their oral exams. I was shocked. There were no jokes about oral Oral exams. exams. Um, they maybe but, you should have done punch up on the script. <laughs> uh, and they're all like, "Yeah, we passed," but they're like, "No, there's one more thing. You have to run this fake restaurant for us for eight hours to like show how how you would run a restaurant." 
That's probably a real Hamburger University thing, right? Yeah, but it's weird because they say it's a fake restaurant, but then nothing else implies it's a fake restaurant that happens in the restaurant. (laughs) Like, it feels like they say that to explain why a weird variety of customers come in. But it's like, I don't know. Weird shit happens in this thing all the time. Right. Um, they they say the famous put a pickle this... gave birth to other pickles and died. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they they say the famous put put those cookies back, motherfucker, to a little girl taking cookies. Um, a bus pulls up, and it, the bus is carrying quote unquote an eating club, uh, which is just uh you know a bunch of overweight people coming in. Mm, they start okay. just taking everybody's food out of their hands and eating it while pig noises play. (laughs) Tom, you shouldn't have watched this movie. No, it gets worse because then uh, a motorcycle cop pulls up to the drive-thru and he's black and Dick Buckus has somehow like uh, commandeered the drive-thru and just says like a bunch of racist shit at him. To, like, make him mad and, like, really racist stuff. Um, and the cop's like, ooh, you're in trouble now. Like, I'll be back. And he rides off on his motorcycle. Um, now they can't get rid of the eating club. So they decide to uh, put industrial laxative in a bunch of milkshakes and give them free milkshakes. None um, of this makes any sense. <laughs> No. So they all drink the the laxative and of course they all have to go to the bathroom. They all uh-huh. run in they all run into the same stall in the bathroom. And now this is men and women. They'll run into a stall where a Japanese man with a camera is sitting on the toilet. No. And, and of course he starts taking pictures of him because you know he's a stereo an 80s stereotype. Um the restaurant literally explodes. Like half the restaurant explodes because of <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And they all walk out like dazed and like you know cartoon burned, including the uh, the the Japanese guy. But it's like, wait a minute. So they all ran in there. They all had like an explosive fart, but not. Like, nobody's covered in diarrhea or anything. I don't know why I'm complaining about this. I'm glad they weren't covered in diarrhea. Yeah, it's um, okay. Then some some uh, uh, bikers come in. They smash. Like, they just start smashing the place for no reason. Oh, That's not- what bikers do, Tom. No, it's not for no reason. It's because Fred Domino says that they reserve the right to serve assholes like him, which obviously is the wrong thing to say, even though he was taught that in school. Uh, They start smashing the place. Uh, The motorcycle cop comes back with a bunch of other uh, black motorcycle cops, and they all start smashing the place up too. Uh, So it's just a bunch of bikers and motorcycle cops smashing the place. But I guess they're all bikers, so they get along. Um. And then to to top it all off, Dick Buckus, you know, he's outside in his car. He sees uh, a truck full of chickens being driven down the road. And he drives. He's like, oh, you want to play chicken? And he drives into the truck, causing the, the two guys driving the truck 
to drive the truck into the restaurant, destroying the restaurant even further. It's like that episode of Frasier where they uh, destroyed that restaurant. They drove a car into it at the end. Well, that's what happens here, yeah. And then so they're all distraught because they're going to be graded on like cleanliness and stuff, and the restaurant's been destroyed. Uh, The nerdy guy is like, oh, man, like we're going to fail. Well, I guess this is it takes a gun out of his pocket and puts it up to the, his temple. He's about to blow his brains out. And, uh, you know, they stop him. And then, um, uh, you know, everybody comes in. Dip Buckus comes in. Um, the, uh, Ray Kroc comes in. And uh, one of the, uh, the, the nun is... Mm-hmm. Uh, pulls a chicken from the crash truck out of the fryer and bites it because it's cooked, it's fried. And she says, mm. "By it's tasty, by God. And Ray Kroc is like, that's it. That's how we're going to market our chicken sandwiches. It's tasty, by God. And we'll call it the frying nun, like the flying mm. nun, which yeah, wouldn't... Yeah. Wouldn't make sense to somebody buying a chicken sandwich. <laughs> um, so he's like, "This is a brilliant idea." He promotes um, he promotes Dick Buckus, and Dick Buckus proposes to the girlfriend, and like she has no say in it. Um, but uh, Russell just goes like, "Hug him, trust me." So she does. She hugs Dick Buckus. And meanwhile, Russell bends down and attaches the uh, fat boy uh, uh, shocker to zapper, Dick Buckus's yeah. balls, of all things. And that causes Dick Buckus to go crazy and, like, you know, knock over Ray Kroc. And he's like, that's it. You're demoted now instead. And mm. immediately just Russell and Mia, like, are you know, have their arms around each other. Like now we're together <laughs> instead. Um, and then uh, we, we cut to the last scene, which is their graduation. Dick Buckus has been demoted to wearing a bell around his neck and cleaning up trash around the campus. Um, Magneto. Let me just get a new job. <laughs> I don't know. Magneto Jones is uh, like the valedictorian. So they take his handcuffs off and then uh, he performs uh, a rock inversion of the hamburger song at the end, and then we go to credits. Nice, uh, Tom. I'll point out one thing. Mm-hmm. You did this to yourself. You I, acted yeah. exasperated. Like <laughs> I had to watch it. There was a perfectly fine, entertaining, wonderful movie that you could have watched. And you instead chose to watch Hamburger, the motion picture, a movie that might not have ever actually have been released. <laughs> Maybe um, not. I did find it. It is on YouTube in its entirety. Yes, it is. Uh, that version isn't as good a quality as the version I found, but it's oh, not. Yeah. It's really not that far off. Um, yeah, uh, but this is... You're acting as if somebody forced this on you. No, this was no. I'm exasperated. You know, it wasn't even like I was like, you know, it'd be funny if you watch this movie. Like, you announced this. um, Look, I, I know, I have nobody to blame but myself. But it was still horrible. Yeah. 
Um, I scrubbed through a little bit as you were talking to, to mm-hmm. follow along. Just to see um, all the nude scenes. I didn't actually see many of the nude scenes. Um, I'll send them to you. That's all right. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that I've confirmed that the thing that scarred me as a young child was like an actual thing. I actually scrubbed through to find that scene, and it's exactly how I remember it. And so, like, I think that might be my earliest memory in life. <laughs> now, do you, like, as a kid, you couldn't have even had any idea what, what was going on there, though. Because, I mean, you no. don't see anything, of course. You see enough to know that, like... But not if you're a kid and you have no idea that that's, like, a thing. Well... You know, uh, you understood the context, though, because the other guy is like, no, oh, what are you doing, man? Yeah, and it's, like, and it's making the woman feel good. Yeah, and, like, you see his head go where Between her go, legs. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, how many stars, Tom, do you give this movie out of five stars? Four out of five stars. Nice. Take one one star off for all the rampant <laughs> of racism, sexism, and uh, uh, homophobia. Just one no, star. I would, no, I would give this zero stars. This is honestly one of the worst <laughs> movies I've ever seen in my life. I love that you watch that in the same room as your girlfriend <laughs> doing work. <laughs> Yeah. Do the two of you work in the same room every day, all day? Uh, not all day. Like, uh, occasionally one of us will retire to the, not retire, go do work in the living room on the couch for a little bit or something. We mix it up. That's nice. That, that's nice. Uh, we, I never considered doing that with uh, with my wife. You make her work outside? No, she works. She has a very nice. She has a nicer workstation than me. We switch mm. off a lot. Oh, so you work at her workstation sometimes? Yeah, we switch off. We 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 recently got. Uh, we were both just on our laptops, but we recently got two nice large monitors. Mm. Tom, yeah. I, I I could do another year of this. <laughs> yeah, I have a like a a monitor that I. Uh, gave my girlfriend to work on because she needs uh, she has like a big screen at her normal work so she needed it more than me and I'm a very good boyfriend and selfless man yes you're known for your selfness selflessness and it's, um, it's, it's that kind of selflessness is why she lets things like me watching softcore <laughs> pornography slide in the background of her zoom calls i mean that's the worst part is that like normally we don't have our backs to each other but we're like perpendicular to each other on and on opposite sides of the room but because she has this monitor like her laptop's plugged into the monitor and that has you know the webcam of course and that's like angled such that she was like turned towards me and could see my screen while she was on these calls. <laughs> Just go watch it in the living room, you creep. It was fine. I look, I wanted to make it feel as clinical as possible while I was watching this movie. Okay. Anyway, next week. Hey, Tom, thanks for watching that movie. Um, that nobody asked you to watch. <laughs> um, Next week we're gonna you'll you'll hear TNT Q and A Volume One. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if you have it, there's still some time. If you have any questions, go find that thread and you can uh, put some questions in there. Yeah. Um, Tom, I wanted to get somebody to host that show that wasn't us and have uh-huh. them ask us the question. But I also, <laughs> the questions, I, I don't think... Uh, that would be it. I don't think anybody would want to do that. <laughs> now, we'll we'll just we'll read them and we'll ask them. It's not worth the hassle. I know exactly. I feel like if this were, it's not worth the hassle of then like we're gonna have to explain to the person asking us the questions why we're being asked the questions. We're I being mean, asked. I think we we'd ask somebody who like knew that like this is a thing that. Oh we do. no, but I know, but we'd I'm ask still a saying. To do it. We'd looking ask a at some of these questions, I think they'd still require some explaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. We're gonna have to cull the that question list quite a bit. Um, yeah, but like I, I even think like if it weren't like if we all could be in the same room, mm-hmm. uh, it'd be fun to get AJ to host it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we're gonna set up fucking microphones <laughs> at other people's houses and try to do a three-way Zoom call or whatever. Well, it's good that you brought it up at least, so people know that the lack of effort. We're putting into it's it. It's not a lack of effort. I'm explaining why, like, it could be great. It's not an effort thing. It's just a, I don't think it's fair to ask someone to, we wouldn't pay them. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. So what, what what's in it for AJ? I mean, I would pay them, but you're notoriously cheap, so. You can pay him. Oh yeah, I'm the notoriously cheap one. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for being patrons. We love you very much. Um, hey, sound off in the comments. Why do you think Tom decided to watch Hamburger the Motion Picture? Don't don't sound off about that. I want to hear the, the your uh, your favorite like eighty sex comedy sex romp. <laughs> Maybe I'll check one of those out. We'll yeah, this is your new this is your new thing. Yeah, I'm the 80s sex romp guy. The 80s sex romper. See you next week.